Today on Pilgrim Radio's His People, Dan Sered reflecting on the Israel-Hamas war and remembering his ultimate hope is in Jesus, the Messiah. Yeah, I look through my own eyes and it's very tempting for me to trust in military powers and in politicians and governments and so on. But now my trust needs to be in the Lord, needs to be in the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, needs to be in the Messiah of Israel, Yeshua, Jesus. Dan Sered, next. Coming up today, a Jewish believer in Jesus will give us his perspective on the Israel-Hamas war. Dr. Dan Sered is Chief Operating Officer of Jews for Jesus. This isn't an update on the war, but rather a discussion with Dan about his Christianity Today piece, It's Tempting to Rely on the IDF or Israel Defense Forces. But my hope is in Messiah Yeshua. Dan, how did you come to faith in Jesus as a Jewish person? Well, Bill, I was born and raised in Israel in a typical Israeli Jewish home. And you may know that most Jewish people are secular. They're either atheists or agnostics. That was my upbringing. My parents um, are both atheists. They always told my brother and I that men created God and not vice versa. But even as a young child, I always believed that God was real. And I never really bought into my parents' atheism. And every year when we would celebrate the different holidays and, you know, the stories that are told there and, you know, they revolve around God and some miracles that God performed for Israel, his faithfulness to his people. And I always believed um, that that those stories were, were real and that God really existed. So I never really bought into my parents' atheism. When I started attending school in Israel from first grade and on, we studied the Old Testament scriptures in school. And as I learned more about the stories and learned more about God, my faith in him only increased. But I didn't really know what to do with my faith. Um, Orthodox Judaism was never attractive to me, and I didn't really know what to what 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 would a Jew believes in God? What am I? What what would I do with it? You know. So I was just a secular, normal, typical Israeli. When I was fourteen, my dad's job moved us from Israel to New York, hmm. and of course, that was a major transition um, for us, for me. And um, all of a sudden, being in a brand new culture, a brand new country. And I, we, we moved to Syosset, which is um, on Long Island in Nassau County, New York. And I graduated from high school there and then started attending Stony Brook University and also on Long Island in Suffolk County. And um, I was majoring in math. And I love math. I, I have my Bachelor of Science in math. And while going to school, I um, got a job and tutoring students, uh, college students who needed extra help. And one day I was helping this girl with, uh, with her math, tutoring her. And as I'm helping her, she recognized my accent in English. And she asked me if I was Russian. Hmm. And I said to her, no, I'm not Russian. <laughs> I'm, I'm Israeli. And she lit up and she said, I am also Jewish. So we kind of had something in common. So mm-hmm. 
we we continued in a conversation about different things and then all of a sudden during the conversation she told me that she believes in Yeshua now being fluent in Hebrew Hebrew being my mother tongue right away I recognized this word the word Yeshua in Hebrew is the English word for salvation hmm. now I've never heard of the word Yeshua being used as a name. Nobody in Israel is named Yeshua, salvation. It's just very unusual. So I, I was surprised. So I asked her, hey, I don't understand. You believe in Yeshua. Who is Yeshua? And she told me that it's Jesus. Mm. I was really surprised, amazed even. I was very curious. I said, wow, Jesus. And why? Why was I so surprised? Well, first of all, I never knew that Jesus' Hebrew name was Yeshua, salvation. Second of all, I never knew that there were people, Jewish people, who believed in Jesus. I have never met a Jew for Jesus before. <laughs> so I was just naturally curious. A few days later, we met for lunch, and it was during this lunch that she opened the Old Testament scriptures to me because I was asking questions. I didn't really understand. You're Jewish. You believe in Jesus. You have to share with me. So she did. She, she opened the Old Testament, showed with, to me prophecies about the Messiah. And then she showed me in the New Testament how Jesus, how Yeshua fulfilled each and every one of those prophecies, telling me that this is why she believes in him, because he is the promised Messiah. Of course, the prophecy of Isaiah 53 really touched me. You know, Messiah would come and, and die and die for our sins, be that, that kapara, that atonement. And then showing me how, how that's exactly what Yeshua, what Jesus did as the Jewish Messiah. And Bill, it just made perfect sense mm. to me. And I asked her right away, what are my parents going to think about this? <laughs> you know, because I really, yeah. really believe. Now, I should stop and say that, um, you know, it took me a few days. And, and a few days later, I did pray with her to receive the Lord. And that was really my salvation experience. But I also have to mention that um, two years later, two years after that, we got married. Oh. So it was a double blessing. <laughs> also, God, you know? yes. So that's my story. Shortly after, you know, two years later, I, after, after I met her, we got married. And, you know, we, after we both graduated from Stony Brook University, we joined Jews for Jesus. And we were sent to Israel to serve there as missionaries. And all of our kids, we have three children. All of our children were born and raised in Israel. Um, my parents um, still don't believe um, in Messiah. Nobody on my family does. But uh, maybe some listeners, maybe you, if you could remember to pray for my, my family, pray for my parents, pray for salvation, um, not just for my family, but for the Jewish people in general. I'm sure uh, many of our listeners will do that, uh, Dan. Well, my guest is Mr. Dan Sered, and he is Chief Operating Officer of Jews for Jesus. And Dan, thank you so much for that introduction of how you were introduced to Jesus through uh, a Jewish person in New York who <laughs> you ended up marrying. It's quite an amazing story. Turning to your piece, uh, you wrote a, a piece for Christianity Today. It's tempting to rely on the IDF or the Israel Defense Forces, but my hope is in Messiah Yeshua, and you, you, you make many interesting 
uh, points. I'm wondering, um, in, in a way, this is kind of an, an obvious question, but you start your piece being notified, getting phone calls, many phone calls, on October 7th regarding the attack on Israel. Can you tell us your, your initial reactions and, and what you did first? October 7th is going to forever be a somber day for, for, for Israel, for Jewish people. And I mean, um, this attack is um, honestly, we're still um, dealing with the, with the shock of, of, of what happened. And when I, when I woke up that morning, being in New Jersey, so being seven hours and, and behind Israel time zone, you know, I, um, I looked at the time, it was really, it was dark. So I wanted to sleep in on a Saturday, you know, it was uh, just around 7 a.m. And so 2 p.m. in Israel, and just as I'm looking at the time and wanting to go back, I just saw just hundreds of WhatsApp messages. You know, you see WhatsApp, the number, and iMessages. And I'm like, wow, what's going on here? Like, normally I don't get so that. It was just just really surprised. So right away I opened it up, and, and as I'm starting to see and recognizing what was happening, and my stomach dropped. You know, I started tearing up because I was starting to see all these horrifying uh, videos of just cruelty beyond evil beyond what what i ever thought that i would see um, in my lifetime see in israel my country my people you know it was just um it was just very overwhelming and i woke up dina and i said to her hey uh, there's war war in israel and she goes what and we're just starting to look and i'm i'm starting to text and and family and friends and seeing what's going on and um you know, after 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 some time, Dina was just saying, "Wow, let's just pray." You know, let's just stop here and pray. And I opened the Bible, and you know, and I just naturally went to Psalm one hundred and twenty-one. You know, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And you know, just just trying to get some some sort of comfort. And and it's been it's been very difficult, very very hard. And just to see the pain and the suffering, it took us about two weeks to get to Israel. Uh, you went to Israel, as you just said, uh, about two weeks later, and in a way it's an obvious question, but tell us what you encountered, uh, the mood. Obviously there was a national grieving going on. Yeah, and you know, the national grieving, you would expect it to stop, but, but it's not, just because... And, you know, obviously the, 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 the shock of the day and, and later on we discovered 1,400 brutally murdered and having hostages, you know, just the tragedy of it all. So one of the hostages gave birth, mm. giving birth, you know, while being in captivity, this is supposed to be a happy occasion. You know, this is, this is the type of stories. And so you know, when we got off the plane, you know, right away we sensed the heaviness and the grief and uh, and just the sadness. And we stayed in Tel Aviv. That's kind of where I'm from and the greater Tel Aviv area. That's where our Jews for Jesus offices are. And, you know, so I'm, I'm always in Tel Aviv. That's kind of my town. And, you know, mm. Tel Aviv is completely different. Tel Aviv is a very energetic um, city. Uh, you know, the, the saying is, is that uh, we go to Jerusalem to pray and to Tel Aviv to party, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Tel Aviv is a party city. <laughs> Late nights, noise, bustling, tons of traffic, whatever. It was a, a ghost town, mm. you know, and people are just, 
gathering for, you know, kind of spontaneous memorials here and there. And it's just, um, it's just very sombering, very, very sad, heavy. Uh, people are grieving and on the news, we, we, we see like names. And actually they, they, they have a, a channel that just shows the name of all the people that, that were killed, you know, 24 seven. And, and there are new people who are discovered that, that, that were killed just because of, they're still identifying, um, you know, body remains just because of the cruelty of, you know, because they burned entire families alive. And it's just, it's just un, un, unthinkable, unimaginable, the, this type of evil, you know. And yeah, the mood in Israel is very difficult. And of course, everybody's affected by this. And about 400,000 troops were called to, people were called to reserve duty. So, you know, and wives had to say goodbye to, to husbands who are serving either up north or down south. And of course, Israel, as you know, the IDF is now in Gaza, you know, and still fighting Hamas. And there's still sirens, you know, all over Israel. So kids, um, now some are back by now, but 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 for a whole month, kids weren't really in school, you know. So there's just um, it's just a very difficult, challenging times for the people of Israel um, around the world. Of course, with this war, we're seeing an increase in anti-Semitism. So there 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 are attacks on Jewish people all over the place. And here in this in in, in the United States, I mean, what is going on on college campuses? I mean, really. <laughs> It's it's almost like morality has left the building. You know what I'm saying? Like in, in prestigious universities like Harvard and, you know, and it's like, um, and, and Jewish people are in the diaspora here in this country and in other countries around the world are, are genuinely fearful, afraid because of some of, of all these anti-Semitism rhetoric and, and demonstrations that we've seen just, just pure evil, you know, chants like gas the Jews, gas the Jews, kill the Jews, you know, just, just I mean, things that I have learned about in history, you know, anti-Semitism, the Holocaust and so on. But to see it now, so this, this, this has affected everybody. And as the church, as Christians, this is, we need to pray and we need to stand up against this this evil that is just seems to be um spreading um around this around the globe really well my guest today on his people is mr dan sered he is chief operating officer for jews for jesus and he wrote a piece for christianity today.com uh, it's titled it's tempting to rely on the idf or the israel defense forces but my hope is in Messiah Yeshua. And uh, Dan, as you, as you note in your piece, uh, of course, Israel's armed forces, its intelligence and security are highly regarded, anti-terrorism uh, experts and all of that. And, and so as you point out, it's tempting and obviously for for everyone to to mentally first think of Israel's military capabilities and so forth and that they can handle this and to put your hope in that. But but you had uh, Jews for Jesus. You've been involved in ministry there. I mean, you, you, it must be tempting for you too to, to say we, we we've got a we've got U.S. as an ally, etc. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's one of the big lessons I think. I mean, because we've always, um, you know, we we're very proud of our IDF and of our security forces. We we take that very serious in Israel, right? And, you know, I've, I've led groups to Israel. I've, I've, I've been in, in Israel with Christians, and people are always kind of nervous about coming to Israel. 
But when they come there and get there, they, they feel the security. You know, I'm sure some of this, the, the listeners are like, yeah, I've been to Israel. It's really safe and secure. And, I, and I've always um, heard the Christians say, man, Israel is so safe. Yep. It's, it's great, you know, and I, and I definitely have always trusted our government and the Israel Defense Force. And then October 7th come and this attack and it kind of shakes the core of, of, of that belief. But, you know, then Israel um, is, is responding and going in. And we're all very proud, Israelis. We're very, very proud of our, of our IDF, of the soldiers. You know, I've got some staff on Jews for Jesus team who are now serving, you know. So definitely my dad had a long IDF career. My brother was an officer as well. So very, my daughter served, very proud of the IDF, mm-hmm. you know. But we need to remember that <laughs> IDF, Israeli government, those are all human beings. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we want to trust the, you know, uh, airplanes or the United States of America, great friend, ally to the United, to, to, to Israel, the greatest uh, military and power on earth. Um, but we need to remember that what sustains Israel and what has kept Israel throughout the years, throughout redemptive history, is not this military or that military. It is the Lord. It is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is the God who made that covenant with Abraham, who said, hey, Abraham, no matter what, you're going to have, your seed is going to, is, is going to, is going to exist. And, you know, I'm going to bless your seed, the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the, the Jewish people. And when I look throughout redemptive history, and what I'm seeing is I'm seeing an unlikely story. I'm seeing a miracle. The state of Israel is a miracle. Bill, if you and I can go back in time, time travel to the 1920s, 1930s, not even a hundred years ago, nobody ever thought that there would be a country for Jewish people, the state of Israel. That was unheard of. People were saying they're not going to be Jews anymore. You know, during the Holocaust, while well, six million Jewish people were, were were brutally murdered, slaughtered, who would have thought that you would have a state of Israel? Was that because of our great military? Was that a man devised plan? No, that was God. And and we see that all over throughout Scripture. You've got Haman, you've got Pharaoh. You know, people are trying to to destroy, to come against the Jewish people. But God is faithful. And even when Israel is not faithful, even while I was yet a sinner, an enemy of God, Jesus came and died for me. Even when I'm unfaithful, God is faithful. He can't deny himself. God is faithful to Israel. God is going to make sure that Israel survives and thrives. So, yeah, I look through my own eyes and it's very tempting for me to trust in military powers and in politicians and governments and so on. But now my trust needs to be in the Lord, needs to be in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, needs to be in the Messiah of Israel, Yeshua, Jesus. Dan, I'm, you write about uh, a couple of different kinds of unity that have happened since the beginning of this terrible situation, the terrible attack on Israel and so forth. The, the unity, first of all, in the country. I think you said that uh, just prior to, to the attack that uh, it was, I think you called it the, the most 
one of, if not the most divided period in Israel's history, and now... Absolutely. And now, look how it's changed, but yeah, tell us about that. Yes, so what happened was is that there was a very controversial judicial reform that the government was trying to pass, and they were passing it step by step, and people took to the streets, and most of the people in Israel opposed it. So for the past 10 months, before October 7th, you know, there were demonstrations, and then, you know, every every weekend, every Saturday night, people would gather. Now, I'm not talking about hundreds of people. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of people all over Israel. Tel Aviv was the main site for these. We're looking at 300, 400,000 people gathering in Tel Aviv to demonstrate against it. Another 100,000 up in Haifa, another 75,000 in Jerusalem, and so on, all across the country for 10 months. 10 months and and there was a lot of controversy over it the government the government was you know the 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 coalition and government was was holding on but there was a lot of opposition you know and there was a lot of talk and and some analysts have looked at it and said man we're on the brink here of a civil war this is this is like getting really really bad mm. and that's the situation on October 6th but then once this attack happened um Israel united and, you know, October 7th comes and the reserves are called and everybody shows up and, and people are starting to volunteer and people are, are understanding, wow, this is a fight for our survival. So when I was there in Israel, the, the, the unity among the people, I mean, I was so proud of it. It was amazing. And even more encouraging was the unity um, in the body of Christ yep. in Israel, the body of Messiah. We're there, out there right now, united ministries, congregations, you know, and just just loving and serving our people, providing meals and um, equipment and, and just volunteering and helping um, the hundreds of thousands of displaced families who had to um, relocate from the south you know, and, and, and they're still displaced and also from the north, because, as you know, Hezbollah has now been attacking as well. So they evacuated uh, people from the north as well. And of course, soldiers who are out out there as well and were providing meals and equipment and just volunteering and helping. And it's just um, it's just been amazing to just experience that type of unity, not just in the nation, but also among brothers and sisters and um, working together and then bringing the gospel in tangible and tangible ways and loving and serving other people. And um, I'm just, you know, it was um, very encouraging, you know, encouraging, overwhelming. And, you know, so, you know, my time in Israel, there were a lot of uh, tears of sadness, but there are also a lot of tears of joy, you know. And, Dan, I, yeah. I'm wondering, what could you tell us about um, the numbers of believers in in messiah uh, in jesus in israel is it i mean i would imagine it's a relatively small number of people but uh what would you say it is it is yes so um they actually have a survey that that came out recently that believers did and um the body the evangelical christian body in israel i would say is about thirty thousand, thirty thousand believers out of about maybe um Eight and a half million, nine million people. Out of the out of those nine million, you have about seven and a half million Jewish people. Okay, but there is only about half of that thirty thousand that are Jewish. You know, maybe even less. So the numbers vary. 
you know, depends who you ask. I would say a really generous estimate would be 15,000 Jewish people who believe in Jesus in the country. Um, but some say it's only 10,000, you know, and it gets a little bit complicated. You know, how do you define somebody who's Jewish or not? But the body is about 30,000. I would say about 15,000 Jewish people who believe in Jesus. By the way, Bill, just by comparison, in the United States, the most conservative number would say that there's about 100,000 Jewish believers in Jesus in the United States. That's conservative. Now, Israel has a larger Jewish population than the United States. Israel has seven and a half million Jews. The United States only has six million Jews. Just so you understand the difference in numbers. Well, I appreciate that. And um, you bring the issue up that people that are familiar with Israel and some of the past conflicts will think of the 1973 Yom Kippur war, and they Absolutely. might compare those. But could you do that for us? Contrast that and what's yeah. happened presently? Sure. So in 1973, Israel was attacked, surprise attack. We were very surprised by this attack as well. In 1973, they found that there was some, um, you know, the, the government, um, you know, made some mistakes, didn't read the intelligence right, messed up a little bit. And, the, you know, there hasn't been any formal investigations yet, but but that's kind of the feeling that the government didn't do a good job here. The intelligence, the IDF, you know, so so there is so, so there is some similarities here. But here is the big difference. Here is why this is not the same, because in 1973, when we got surprised attack, it was by Egypt. It was by Syria and, you know, and it was Lebanon and it was basically and attacking, killing, and taking hostages, soldiers. So this was in the front line. They came in, it was a surprise, it was the Day of Atonement, and, you know, they, they, they basically um, invaded Israel. Here, you have terrorists who are coming in, invading Israel, and going after babies, and women, and children, and youth, and elderly, and just massacring just civilians, and then, of course, taking hostages as well. So that's the big difference here, um, where basically they, they came and they, you know, massacred unharmed, uh, un, unarmed people. That's, that's the evil that this is, you know? And I know not all Palestinians are Hamas, and it's very important to say that, right? I mean, but Hamas are terrorists, and that's evil. And as a church, as, as human beings, we need to stand up against this type of evil. And I would even say satanic, demonic. I mean, the things that they found there and that they've been finding, and, you know, it's just, it's just, um, yeah. yeah, it's just very tragic. Well, well Dan, how would you suggest that, that believers pray? Yeah, well, first of all, um, I want to ask that you pray for uh, protection, you know, a protection for civilians on both sides, you know, and please pray for the quick release of those hostages. And scripture tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And so please pray for the peace of Jerusalem and pray for salvation. We, we want to see people coming to faith in Jesus, you know, and it looks like this is a hopeless situation. But, um, you know, God is, um, you know, God is the one who raises the dead, right? I mean, there's hope. We have hope. And we want to share that hope with, with our people. 
Um, you know, so so pray to that end. Um, I would also ask um, to know how to pray. Really, you need to get to keep to keep yourself informed. You know, now I want to encourage all, all of the listeners here. If you go to our website, JewsForJesus.org, J W S F O R J E S U S dot org, JewsForJesus dot org. And, you know, and we've got articles there. We've got information there. You know, just just keep yourself um, informed in what's happening. I want to thank you for standing with Israel and for praying for us. We don't take it for granted, especially at this time. So, uh, Bill, it's just it's just really encouraging and humbling to have friends like you and um, like like the listeners who are listening. So uh, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for your stand with us, with Jews for Jesus, and, and with Israel. You've been listening to His People on Pilgrim Radio. Many thanks to our guest, Dr. Dan Sered, Chief Operating Officer for Jews for Jesus. Go to jewsforjesus.org. His article, It's Tempting to Rely on the IDF, But My Hope is in Messiah Yeshua, can be read at christianitytoday.org. Coming up on tomorrow's program, it's Ken Samples with a biblical and historical discussion of the human soul. The soul, traditionally understood, is not a physical reality. Uh, It is soulish. It is a spiritual reality. And it's right at the core of us, and it's who we really are. That's tomorrow at the same time, right here on His People. Thanks for listening.